Hey guys, and welcome back to my little show called Study Snack. I know it's been quite some time, actually. Um, I know I was going to record more episodes over winter break, but my winter break was pretty hectic because I was working full-time, and um, then I had my birthday, and then I had to come back to school, and let me just tell you, I had probably the worst semester of my entire college career, but I'm now a senior, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, so I was literally taking, <laughs> I was taking physics, organic chemistry, like physiology, and then I decided to start working in a lab, but all my classes were online, and you know what I realized? I don't like being in my fucking apartment, um, all day, just sitting at my desk, um, and doing schoolwork for 12 hours, um, I'm glad it's over. Um, I already have really bad senioritis because I only need two actual classes for my major to graduate, but I need more credits to be a full-time student. Like, if I overload myself next semester and somehow manage to take like 25 credits, I would be able to graduate early, but I've decided I'm not going to put that type of pressure on myself. Um... Yeah, no, that was just a little bit of an update. Um, today, I'm full back. Full back? Huh? Um, I'm fully back, and I think I am just ready to get to podcasting this summer because I'm not doing jack shit. Um, just, once again, rotting in my apartment and um, working when I can, and unfortunately... I, this is going to sound backwards, but I have to take a summer class, and this summer class is evolution. Um, I go to school in Iowa, and you can imagine that, um, for some reason there's people in my major that still are in denial that evolution is, like, a thing, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense, like, we're in Iowa, and apparently America has the highest rate of, uh, creationism, like, in our population that believes it, that that came out backwards. We have a higher percentage of our population that believes in creationism and whatnot. Um, this connects to our main topic. Um, I recently got my second COVID vax. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna start fucking laying on the floors of the bars, going to the most crowded, fucking nasty, nasty frat basements and just lay and just roll around because I can um, not until my full immunity has kicked in not until my full immunity has kicked in and I know this is like a lot of people and I don't want to be a big baby um, but like honestly after the second vax the day after I felt like shit um, I don't normally get sick so um, and this was the only vaccine I've had in a while that I felt something after, so it's very interesting to me. I mean, I understand why, obviously, and I'm gonna kind of go into that today, but yeah, no, I just had the chills, and I was just kind of in bed for most of the day, so I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I could have asked for. I just was not used to it, and I ended up having like a whole fucking gallon of water, and then Powerade, and I was fine, so... I'm sick of people being like, oh, I'm scared of the vax because I'm gonna have a reaction. I think you should be worried if there wasn't a fucking reaction. Now, I'm gonna explain to you 
why. Um, so this episode is just going to be a kind of basic immunity lesson because apparently not a lot of Americans or the I want to be careful about what I say, but honestly, a lot of Americans don't really understand basic immunity. I know I wasn't really taught it in high school, and I didn't go to um, a rural high school or like a low-income high school. I it was very like low middle class. Like it was fine. Um, I don't really have a lot of complaints about my high school experience. Um, so yeah, I honestly was not. I don't remember ever talking about immunity in any of my biology classes or even like anatomy and nothing against my teachers but like it it's just interesting to me that um, something that everyone experiences and um, that I think we all should try to understand so that we do understand why our bodies are reacting that way um, I think is very important and everyone should no. Um, but I digress. So I'm going to be completely honest. I'm just going to go into the topic. I'm going to be completely honest. The immune system is insanely complex. Entirely complex. I'm probably going to be throwing around some terms in here that um, may seem whack, but I'm not. I'm going to try and refrain from using as very specific scientific terms as I can. Um, so as to, for everyone to kind of understand. Um, and I'm also going to be talking about COVID just kind of like in general and pandemics, I guess, because it's very interesting to understand pandemics specifically. So, um, when a virus or any foreign substance gets into our bloodstream, it's sensed by these certain cells. Um, and these cells are like hungry like they literally float around in your bloodstream just looking for shit to eat um and think about a virus or any sort of thing that's going to cause an immune response as like you know when you're <laughs> this is going to be very specific to the midwest but i remember when i was little and um i would get i would always get chicken tenders I get chicken tenders from Culver's specifically, but this has happened to me at other restaurants. You know when you're eating a chicken tender and you get like the tendon, the little tendon in there, it's like that chewy piece you can't, you don't want to swallow and it like feels weird because it's not like as soft as the rest of the chicken and you're like, what the fuck? So basically think of the virus as a chicken tender and you are this cell in your bloodstream and basically you're gonna fucking eat that chicken tender because you're fucking hungry but then when you sense that tendon and when your cells sense the tendon you're gonna take it out and you're gonna go what the fuck is this and if you're a bitch you're gonna go to a manager and be like what the fuck is this what is in my food um but when your cells do this they're like wait a fucking minute so they take that little piece and they kind of like put it on the outside basically um it's gonna take this little piece of the virus and go what the fuck and then it's gonna want to show its little friends so it's gonna take it put it on the outside there's they have these molecules on the outside called mhc molecules um and they kind of like push this little piece of the virus onto these molecules so think about it as like a silver platter that's all my classes use this like silver platter example um so 
they kind of put it on the outside and this little um, molecule complex is called an antigen um, and antigens are what triggers the immune response um, and it usually just consists of like I said a small piece of the virus um, in this case with coronavirus it would be um, the outer protein coat um, and this is more commonly the case um, specifically for this one it's the spike protein and um, as far as like the vaccine when the vaccine gets into your bloodstream it's just the mRNA so your cells are gonna encode the protein for that and export it so that your body creates the immune response so you're not actually injecting the virus into your body when you do get the vaccine. It's literally just the coating to make the protein so it gets in your cells, it makes the protein, the protein is exported out. It does not do anything to your DNA. It does not affect your genetics at all. It is just trying to use your cells machinery to invoke an um, immune response. Um, so once these cells in your immune system kind of do this, it drags like it once it presents this molecule to the outside, it's like, I'm going to go show my friends. These friends, the lymph nodes, um, it drags it, it fucking runs to the lymph nodes. It goes, hey, lymph cells, I have something I really want to fucking show you. This is great. Um, so in your lymph nodes, you have your T cells. And your T cells see this, and they're like, oh my god, really? You're showing me this? Cause now they gotta, they have to up what they're doing. They gotta actually start working. Then they're like, all right, let's get it, let's go. And then they start growing into different types. Um, and these T cells initiate the inflammation and immune response. Um, in the case of vaccine, the reason we do tend to get pain right at the site of where we were injected um, is because there has been inflammation in that area and your cells are rushing to that area to help it. Um, so then the T cells are starting to differentiate into B cells so that these B cells can produce antibodies which would create what we call memory, um, immune memory. Um, and this is why um, we need to have the second dose is because it takes it takes more than one exposure to actually build these antibodies and the antibodies are what we want they're they protect us and they keep us safe um and our bodies are really fucking dumb it takes a really really long time to do this um so while waiting for our immune system to actually build up these antibodies the immune system will send out all of these inflammatory molecules to downplay the infection. And this is why sometimes when we do get sick with other things that aren't COVID, we often get worse before we get better. Like, think about, like, oh, I have a little bit of a cough, and then the next day you're, like, fucking sweating, and you have, like, a fever, and it's just, you're just gross. You're just, you feel gross. That's why. It's because your body is just upping the inflammation so that it can just spend the time to build immunity. I also just want to note that since it does take time to build up antibodies, this is why we do have to wait those two weeks after we get the vaccine because yes, we do now have, our bodies have now responded to the vaccine. It's almost like 
okay, now we need to give it time to regulate itself. Um, and this is why also we need booster shots for other vaccines because our bodies are fucking stupid and sometimes they do forget when we have infections. It's just, it's a matter of the more you're exposed to something, the more adapted you're going to be to it. Um, again, this is called adaptive immunity. I said memory immunity earlier and I was like, that does not sound right. It's adaptive immunity. <laughs> Look at me go. Um... Can you tell that I've lost brain cells from this year of college that I effectively wasted thousands and thousands of dollars? Um, these B cells are what make antibodies. Um, I'm not going to bore you with the molecular mechanisms of actual antibodies. Just know that they're very, very highly specific. There are different types. There's different types in your tissues. Um, all necessary. And they take a really, really long time to build up. So again, even when do things things do go back to normal and you are vaccinated, I mean, you still might. I don't want to see again. I'm being. I'm trying to be very careful with my words because I don't want to get shit for being uneducated because things are coming out all the time. But I have a feeling, even though people are vaccinated, that once things go back to normal, um, or well as normal as they can be, people are still gonna get sick from it. But again, I feel like it will create um, a stronger immunity. Um, don't quote me on that, though. Um, so coronavirus in particular um, is very scary. Um, it The actual spike protein has a lot of molecular contacts and with our... Um, with our cells. Literally, the more contact you have with something, the tighter it's going to bind. I like to think about it like, think about a piece of Velcro. And this is a good example because spike protein, there's a spiky part of Velcro and there's a soft part of Velcro. So the spike protein is going to slowly attach to your cells almost in the same um, way, mechanism, kind of going down. And um, you know, with a piece of Velcro, the more contacts you have, the tighter the piece of Velcro is going to attach to the other one. Um, and I know Velcro is kind of like easy to rip apart, um, so don't think about it like that. Just think about it like, okay, so the more something is touching, the stronger the bond is going to be. And that's kind of just like a basic common sense principle, but I just wanted to reiterate that because that was something that I found very interesting when I was taking the class. And um, it really made me think about why this virus has been so efficient. I know a lot of people know about this, but um, we spread things by air droplets. Um, environments where we yell or we talk are extremely dangerous because of the amount of air droplets that are spread. And I know, again, a lot of people were familiar about this, but it's very important. And that's why you don't go to fucking parties is because think about it. There's loud music, you're talking, you're yelling, you're in close contact. Just don't do it if you want to keep yourself safe. And um, even if you're vaccinated, try to keep others safe too. Um, anyways, this virus is very hard to control because you can be asymptomatic and also spread it. Um, so connecting this to a different pandemic we had, the SARS outbreak, it never got super bad because you showed symptoms when you were sick and you could only spread it if you had symptoms. 
Um, so also what I learned is that there are rules for what makes a virus and a good virus for a pandemic, which I don't, I didn't know that epidemiologists made these postulates or rules. What am I saying? Postulates. Can you guys tell that I, I literally don't talk some, I have days where I just don't verbalize. I don't know if you guys can relate, but I just have days where I just straight up don't verbalize and it'll be at the end of the day and I'm like, wait, I didn't verbalize anything. And then I'm like, I think that's why I'm insane because I just don't talk. I think I'm somebody that just needs to talk. <laughs> I digress. But for a virus to be considered a good, good for a pandemic, it has to spread fast, show delayed symptoms, and have limited prior immunity within the population, which all were inevitable with corona. This is why it's perfect. This is why it was perfect. It was inevitable for this to all happen from a biology standpoint. Um, so again, um, if you want to mitigate the spread, again, wear your fucking masks. Wear your masks. Um, I know people who are listening to this probably do, but I go to school in Iowa, and uh, okay, I'm pissed off because Joe Biden and the CDC was like, oh, if you're double vaxxed, you don't have to wear your mask in public. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I go to every public place around here, and there's like full-ass families not wearing their masks. There's so many people not wearing their masks, and like, hey, look, I get it. I honestly hate wearing a mask too, like I feel weird and I've become like desensitized to seeing pe people's faces. Um, but like why would you say that when everyone's fucking stupid and hasn't been following that anyway? Um, in fact, it makes me more anxious and I just want to know who and who decided that that would be a good idea to tell everybody. Why? Why? So, again, if you are vaccinated, still wear your mask in public. You don't know who's vaccinated. You don't know who's not vaccinated. Um, I know that we're never going to get to a point where the entire population is going to be vaccinated, but I think that once things are slowly getting back to normal and we start to track, you know, the cases of corona, because it's still happening, we just don't see it in the news, because it's still happening, so we just want to see how like the vaccine efficacy in the entire population and again they're thinking about getting booster shots because this particular vaccine has never been made before um and i know a lot of people are scared about that but i don't want you to be scared um it is literally just like i was saying the code for a protein just a protein it does not do anything to your dna it does not permanently alter anything so I don't want you to be scared. I understand being apprehensive about something that hasn't been long-term studied, but I think if you're healthy and you're able, I think that you should definitely get the vaccine. Um, but again, something that I thought was very interesting about this virus was that it actually infects your gastro gastrointestinal tract, which I thought was scary. Like, you don't want to fuck with that. That's where you absorb nutrients. Um, where you poop, well, I guess that kind of goes with absorbing nutrients. I'm an idiot, okay? <laughs> but um, I also want to reiterate that we don't know the long-term effects of this virus, and we still should be like very careful and take it very seriously because I've seen a lot of reports of like permanent lung damage, even in people who are my age. And again, I'm 21, so it's just kind of scary. Like I'm young, and 
you know, people my age shouldn't be having these responses. Um, so all you little fucking nasties, stop going to parties, like crowded parties, and just wear your mask. Just be respectful. Um, and I'm going to leave it on the note of, I had a coworker who, during the whole, I worked at Walmart, so you can imagine me working at Walmart during a pandemic. Love, love that. Best time. Um, <laughs> but I worked at Walmart, I had a coworker who was like an avid COVID denier. She was an avid COVID denier. So she, I remember one, like she would never wear her mask right, and I remember one day she just stopped showing up, and she literally was out for like a month because she had COVID. And when she got back, she wore her mask correctly and was like, couldn't even do her job correctly. Like she could only work like three hours at a time. It was really sad. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for making me, for letting me ramble about coronavirus and immunity because honestly this virus, um, I'm going to be serious right now, has really affected me in my life a lot. Um, it's been very isolating to be a college student just having to do all my schoolwork online and after being torn away from my study abroad program and um, having to live with my parents for that extended period of time and just all of my anxiety spells within the last like year or so just have not been a good time. Um, so I'm just glad that it, I see some sort of silver lining. Um, and I know that has affected a lot of other people too. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening if you're still here. And in my next episode, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Maybe I'll talk about, I don't know. I don't want to make any promises because obviously I'm very bad at keeping them. Okay, bye guys.